Hello, Executive Talk fans. This is Maurice Washington here. Welcome back. I'm glad to see you guys. Hey, if you're joining us live on uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, on YouTube, or on our podcast, we want to thank you guys for being here. Uh, right now, we are interviewing our wonderful Doug Carpenter. How you doing, Doug? Very good. Very good today. All right. So you're finally out of tax season. I know you're taking a deep breath. Feels good, right? It does. It's good to uh, finally have all of that behind us. Of course, there's always more to do. Um, there's tax planning now coming up, but it's been a good tax year. That's right. That's right. So, with all the changes, when did it feel like? When did it feel like it settled down for you? I would say that you know, uh, quite honestly, we had some pretty good planning this year, which is I know the topic of our uh, of our uh, webinar. But things did go smoothly because, you know, January 1st, we knew exactly where we were going to be. We kept on schedule, which is kind of a thankfully it doesn't always come out that way. But we sure. were able to get everybody who needed to get stuff done on the right schedule. Um, there's a whole backfill just because April 15th is a deadline doesn't necessarily mean it's the same for the clients. If they have a corporate return, they have to get their personals done, usually based on the corporate, which means they need it several weeks before April 15th to make sure. Uh, there are deadlines for the 15th as well of March. Um, and so this is something that we coordinate carefully with what everybody and to meet everyone's needs. Sure. You know, um, you know, I like what you're saying with the word planning, because that's what we're going to talk about here today is planning and uncertainty. Uh, planning is obviously a huge thing that you're seeing. Uh, affect business or affect business owners both positively and negatively depend on how you approach your business. So is, is that the is that a common theme that you're seeing this in your this year's taxes? It, it is what I think people I do see a lot more planning than I've seen in the past. Um, I think people understand the challenges that, that that are coming in. It's not just COVID anymore. Now inflation is a big is a big uh, problem. Uncertainty is something people have to deal with. I don't know if inflation is uncertainty. It is a certainty. It's already here um, and you have to respond to it. Planning is how you intend to respond to various things. You can't know all of the circumstances. One of my favorite sayings um, about battle planning, when you plan for a battle, it, it all goes away after the first shot. And uh, what that really, you know, what that tells you though is, one thing to be important is, yeah, things are going to change as you go through, and but it's still important to plan. It's still very important to have those plans in place, even if those are not the ones you absolutely execute. And there are things that you need to do, I'll call it, whether it's planning or pre-planning, such as um, figuring out what the right cash reserve is, figuring out what, um, you know, what the focus and goals of your business are for the year. As circumstances change, you still want to target those particular things that you've planned to, to accomplish. What are the things you plan? You plan on how much you're going to grow during the year. You plan your profitability. We're right. going to make estimated tax payments based on those plans. I mean, that's all part of the process, but it goes beyond that. It goes into running your business, operating it, and uh, how many people you intend to hire, what you intend to do. That's your January 1st. As things move and change and everything else, you're going to have that. But where you want to ultimately wind up is where you want it to be on December 31st, where that you would plan to be January 1st and making changes so that that does not change. It's like course correction. When you, you're steering a boat, you're not always going to be drifting in the right in the right spot. But as you go off course, you correct and you get back on track. Sure. And I feel like that's uh, one of the main words that you need to have, when you, especially when you're talking about opportunity. If you want to be constantly 
paying attention to opportunity and be prepared to take advantage of opportunity. You have to be planning. In, in some ways, it's sort of maybe the opposite of uncertainty in, in, in kind of a way when you look at it. Opportunity is, yeah, it's uncertain as well. Uncertainty kind of implies a negative connotation to it, but it doesn't sure. have to. Opportunities, we don't know what opportunities are going to come up. Maybe a business next door to you opens up, a storefront becomes available. There are opportunities, too, that become part of that uncertainty. For sure. And so I'm going to take us to right to inflation because that is a big topic of discussion that is causing a lot of this uncertainty. And um, I know a lot of business owners, uh, we as a country, we're, we're panicked about it for good reason. But let's go ahead and take people down a, a journey when it comes to inflation, just to put a little of a scope. For those that are listening on podcasts, what we're looking at is statista.com. Uh, Statista and what we're looking at is from February 21st all the way to February um, I'm sorry. Yeah. February of 2021 and all the way up to February 2022 and what the inflation has increased. And what is showing us is that um, in February 2021, it was at 1.7%. Uh, August uh, 2021, we were at 5.3%. And then in February 22, uh, we were at 7.9%. Now, I'm going to go ahead and throw a scenario at you, uh, Doug. If I had a Maurice's hamburgers and uh, brats joint, which sounds horrible. I don't even know what that combination is all about, right? Okay. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> you have a but very there. popular fast food restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. That's the opportunity. <laughs> so February of 2021, I'm at 1.7%. What does that look like on my pricing and the choices I'm able to make? Well, what that's going to look like on your pricing, first of all, um, let's let's assume make some assumptions here. You want to stay as profitable as you were in the prior year. That, sure. that that's it. So so you don't want to lose or gain anything. If you try and go, if you obviously you have to adjust your prices, but how much does that translate into? Well, doing some you know very basic math. If prices are up, say thirty percent, and your cost of goods sold is one third of your sales, just extrapolating the math, you need to raise your prices 10% in order to keep roughly in order to keep up pace with that. If you raise your prices too much, you may lose customers. You don't want right. to do that. Um, and if you don't respond to it, your profitability is going to go down. I think in today's environment, in fact, I know it, everybody expects certain price increases to be there. When you go out to dinner, when you call your landscaper, when you Prices are going up. That's that's just the way it is. By the way, the the seven point nine percent is obviously a government number. What inflation really is is the change in prices that you pay for goods and services. Mm -hmm. That's inflation. Okay. So it's different for everybody, and it's different for every business. Okay. Uh, I would be hard pressed to find business owners that would agree with me that their prices only went up eight percent last year. Um, I, I find it to be much, much higher. We did a survey uh, in the past week on all of uh, the restaurants that we do and some of the other businesses as well. We have databases on what they purchase. We, we have line item detail of every item. We did over 400,000 points of data looking at what those uh, purchases were last year versus this year categorize them and then weighted them according to the amount of purchase that okay. sounds very complicated maybe but what what that really is is basically saying is if you buy a lot of something and only a couple of something else you want to weight the things you buy a lot of something heavier 
than just an average. So it's not just an average across the board. Now, the findings of that are that some categories have gone up as much as 35 and 40 percent. Okay. So that really contrasts with the eight eight percent that that is being touted. At the very least, many categories are up 13 to 15 percent. That's that we found. Some things did not change as much, but it's far and few between items that that did not go up more than say five or eight percent. Sure. Now, in all fairness, when you think about a business owner and you look at these uh, changes, uh, obviously you go straight to opportunity because you're excited about your business. You're knowing everything is flowing well. You're seeing the cash flow uh, come in as you plan. But then all of a sudden, this uncertainty starts to hit. It, and as a business owner, and let's look at it, I mean, let's look at it from a climbing perspective. If you're starting at 1.7 and then you're starting to see, oh, shoot, you know, September of 2021, it's 5.4. Oh, okay, well, it's not that bad. But then, in, you know, here we are in 2022, we're at 7.9, probably a little higher, uh, especially during the time we're in. You're probably, you're probably starting to take that opportunistic uh, excitement that you're that you have as a business owner, and you're probably starting to panic right now. Well, I, I'll speculate that inflation is going to uh, continue to rise, or at least continue to have that year-over-year growth um, that we see, particularly because producer price indexes, which is uh, wholesale, basically wholesale prices, are rising above where consumer prices are. One feeds down into the other. Now, gas prices are starting to, a uh, price of a barrel of, of oil is starting to come down a little bit. That will be helpful, but there's a there's a big backlog of, um, of inflation that's going to work its way through the system. So I don't see any relief to this uh, in the immediacy. I, I think this is going to continue. Now, one of the most important gauges a business, one of the things you may ask is, well, how am I doing in response to this inflation? You know, how, exactly. is there an immediate, right. is there a single indicator in my business that will tell me if I'm responding enough or appropriately? The answer is yes. What okay. you want to look at is your operational cash flow. Look at it month over month for the last couple of years, month over month, and see where you are. Operational cash flow is the cash that your business is business produces. For sure. There are some other facts in there. If you're heavily dependent on receivables and other things that there, there, it may adjust that number a little bit, but generally that number should be steady. Uh, if, if you have an inflationary environment and you haven't responded to it, you're going to be paying out more, which is going to reduce your cash flow. Right. Plain and simple. And it's going to be reflected in that operational cash flow number. Very, okay. very plain. If you've raised your prices, you're getting in, assuming your cash basis, you're getting in more cash and you're paying out more and that operational cash flow should stay the same. Okay. Rough. So that's the quick gauge. That's fair. That's fair. And so in this time, how do you shift a business owner's understanding to a uh, feeling uncertain? Because there's nothing, nothing worse than getting to that point of feeling uncertain. Because you're, you're starting to doubt, you're starting to question, should you even be in business? You know, your mind starts playing tricks on you, are starting to create this whole narrative. Well, How do I see this and say, hey, I need to adjust and everything is fine and start planning and, you know, making those moves so I can be back in opportunity? I'm going to be honest with you, with, uh, with the pandemic having passed, uh, most of the people who were were in that in that zone have already gone through it. They, they've been there already with the panic yeah, of whether true. they'll survive. Listen, when you can't open your location or or your you know you can't get supply 
that's that's really something that you know wakes you up. Inflation is nothing compared to that. Um, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> but that being said, yeah, I mean, what I'm finding is there's um, people are honestly reacting a little bit faster. I'm finding that they're less afraid to react to the realities. Mm. I'm finding yeah. people raising their prices much faster than than they might have hesitated in the past. Um, and there's sort of a group mentality that this is just the reality is that think things are changing and um, and they have to respond to it. It's expected. Sure. And I feel like that was the greatest gift out of COVID. Um, you found yourself in a predicament, an uncontrollable predicament, and you're able to make it through. Now, when you come come into these uncertain issues such as inflation, it's actually small potatoes. It's a quick adjustment. So uh, the response is a lot easier. So I feel like those that are able to come out of COVID have really, I don't know, I feel like they've increased their response. Uh, there's, in there's a lot more buy-in to the advice that I give now than, than it used to be in the past. Okay. Um, the you know, the sense was that they run, they run a business, they've done it well, it's been profitable. Um, they really don't need to change anything. Um, but what I've seen a lot of in the recent past is business owners knowing that there is uncertainty, knowing that things are changing and asking for advice, see, actively seeking advice on what they should be doing to prepare for that, to prepare for potential opportunities that come up and how they might respond to it. Plus, we get a lot of questions on how are we doing? You know, mm. we've, we've done all these things. We've changed. I can I can tell you if you've changed your prices. I don't need to see your menus or, or your price list. I can look at your numbers and I know immediately what's happened. I can probably tell you how much you've raised your prices too. Sure. Uh, and that being said, the thing I'll get back is, is it enough? Have we done it? Where Where are we in relation to last year? These are all excellent questions. That's fair. Okay. So then I want to take everybody um, to a different understanding when it comes to planning. And is this really this, this is from uh, score.org. So for those that are watching or listening, this is going to uh, talk about how much cash should a small business keep in reserve. This is something that you really hit on in our last month's show. So um, it, it's saying, and there's here's some determining factors. Uh, how much cash have you been using? How does that affect your your, your business response if when you look at that and you receive that as a uh, as a you know a, here's a suggestion as to what you should do? The rule of thumb that I've always uh, gone to, all things being equal, and I'll explain what that means by not being equal. Um, all things being equal is that. You, the cash should be roughly two weeks of expenses cash in the bank. So whatever you pay out in, in should be two weeks in the bank. There should be another six weeks of what I'll call cash availability. What that is either a line of credit, it can be actual cash in the bank or a savings, um, a relative who's always willing to write you a check, whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. okay. um, but but it's sick. It's so basically you're going to look at two months of expenses. And if your business did not pull in any money for two months, <laughs> You would be able to either through borrowing or in some way be able to sustain your business the way it is. That's a well-funded business. Two weeks cash is an absolute minimum. And then beyond that is uh, is lines of credit and things that you can get get gone. Maybe it's personal savings that you haven't put in the business, but you would if you had to. For sure. The not, uh, not normal times would be if you're expanding or doing something like that. That changes your cash picture entirely. 
then you True. need more reserve cash. You need this. That's a whole formula that, that we work through with our clients. And that's on an individual by individual basis. Okay. Uh, well, let me uh, take this thought process here. They say, what is the stage of your business? So to me, and after reading that, um, what comes to me is I, I'm a, you know, are you a new business owner? So a new business owner, would they need more cash on reserve versus somebody who's been in business for quite some time? Or do you feel like they're all, they're equal? I would say, well, the, a new business needs more cash and it's, uh, you know, the rule of thumb, I always give people, it's, it's whatever you think you need. It's more than that. <laughs> That's um, fair. And, and normally because you don't have an established track record, it's more difficult to discover what's going to happen and what emergencies may come up. There's the initial cash investment, however that might be, whether you're buying the business, whether you are putting in equipment or renovating a location, all of that has to be considered. And then there is also, again, lots of uncertainty that, that can occur in a new business, things you didn't anticipate, that insurance that's much higher than you thought it would be mm. or you had planned for. It's always good to go in with more, you know, a lot more money than, than you think. Um, sure. The alternative to that is to get a line of credit that's above where you think it needs to be. And that's if you can get a bank to go along with that or the SBA or wherever you're right. You're going to 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 get that, but always apply for more credit than you think you need. Okay. The other thing, and I caution this with a new business particularly, is don't throw good money after bad. And by mm. that I mean, before you dump in tons of money, make sure your concept works. And it could take it could take That's a year or more for a concept to work. But money is not dumping more money into something is not always the answer. And the answer usually is dumping money into it in a different way. Don't do the same thing over and over. So having a lot of money in reserve is very important, but utilizing that money effectively is also is, is even more important. That's, that's, that's an awesome message. All right. I'm going to take you down this journey here. Um, this one struck me. How long will it take to get you more cash? I feel like that one right there is, is part of the planning. It's part of the uncertainty. Um, but also something that needs to be thought about as you're, um, as you're looking for opportunities for, for your growth. Well, here's my thought on that is, um, it's very easy to get money if you don't need it. Um, if, if you tell me I, I've got tons of money and, and I really don't need it, you can get money right away. I, I bet you could have cash in your bank in 48 hours. Um, that being said, you don't seek out money when you don't need it. Um, generally, the I know businesses that have had a very tough time. And the honest answer is it takes a few months in in uh, when you're looking for a loan for a reasonable right. borrower. A reasonable yes. borrower, a few months, I think. But if you've already pre-planned that and you have a line of credit that's that's available to you, that's the ideal situation. Always, always arrange to have money available when you don't need it. Okay. All right. Uh, you had said something that was pretty profound in some of our earlier conversations. You said if you're a business and um, you can actually outgrow yourself. So you're let's say you're doing well as a business and you keep on trying to over you end up over expanding. Have you seen that often with business and, and growth and getting revenue? Do they see themselves, oh, let's go ahead and just go get this location. Let's go ahead and open up 
nationwide when we shouldn't. You know, I mean, are you seeing that trend or have you yeah, seen I, it? I don't see the trend as much as I used to. Um, and okay. yes, it's growing yourself out of business. Um, you have a good concept. It, it, it works well, but you have to be careful with a few things. You have to be careful with the culture of that business, which means basically the thing that made it successful sometimes is the fact that the owner is always there. Uh, the thing that made it successful mm. is that it's on a smaller scale. First of all, will the concept you have apply on a bigger scale? And then when you go, you got to be very careful. We just recently talked one of our business owners into slowing his expansion because there just simply isn't enough cash available in the future, in the next 12 months to sustain all those businesses. When you grow, you have to understand that the new, the new business, these are locations, physical locations, is most likely going to be a drain on cash and not a sport of cash. What you need to do is measure so that the amount of cash flow produced by the new locations can fuel more locations. The best way to grow is when you get something started, it starts to produce positive cash flow, then you can grow more. And obviously, if you have five, say five locations producing a cash flow and you could grow one location out of that, if you have 10 then at that point, then maybe you can grow two at a time. You also have to understand the amount of time that it takes to to expand a business and who's running that expansion. It's probably the owner. Yes. How much time does the owner have to both focus on expansion and run the current business? And if something goes wrong, where's your attention going to be? And and now you have twice as much potential because now you have, say, two locations. You have twice as much potential of something going wrong. 15 locations you have 15 times the chance of something going on. <laughs> that's fair <laughs> all right i'm gonna throw in one more uh topic here and uh it's too much or too little cash i know that's a hard place for people to gauge um as your business but i i, I mean is that where your planning comes in is that where your relationship with your account your cpa comes in i mean how does that how does a person manage that? It it is um it is a a planning tool. I don't know too many businesses that have too much cash. Um, the the answer to that is you can always make a distribution to the owners if there's too much cash. That's generally right. what what occurs. But let's talk about what scenarios where you may have too much cash. You go to the SBA and you get a million dollar loan. We have a client that. This, this is actually what's happened. The question is, do they need all that cash? And they're willing to carry it with an interest rate for a brief period of time, and that's great. They're going to expand. They've got that extra cash. When they're done with the expansion and this new location starts producing a positive cash flow, they now have too much cash. It's time to pay back that loan more aggressively and bring it down. One of the things that they did very smartly was not have a prepayment penalty. Oh, okay. So, they can go through, they have the option to pay that loan down without a penalty after after two years. But um, that is the way to get rid of too much cash is to look at that. Pay down debt if you have cash, you should you should be debt free if you if you have too much cash. Too little cash is something what most businesses do experience. And again, that can be addressed with lines of credit. Get a good banking relationship. And that yeah. means to work with your banker and it may be a smaller bank that you work with, um, but they can be very valuable relationships. Sure. So is, is part of that bankable relationship, is that still having that relationship with that credit union? Is that because I know that's a 
I don't know. It's almost like it's like a lost art. People don't think about credit unions as much as they used to. They're Not definitely, they're definitely, most of them are looking to invest in their communities. Um, and, you know, and what you really want to do is see which, which banks are, you know, are most responsive to you. It may not even be the bank itself. It could be the rep. Um, it, it makes a difference. Um, there are very large banks out there. They do a great job. We like them as accountants because their technology is uh, right up to par. And it makes it easy to, uh, to hook all of our systems with them. And mm. some of the smaller banks are terrible to work with. They, we have to manually upload everything and we don't have available all the things that we need. But for our clients, the relationship with that bank is very important. And they have a personal rep who they can call up anytime they want and explain their business needs. We have a bank we're working with, and I'll give the bank, it's M&T Bank. Um, the rep is uh, working closely with a client that uh, runs a jewelry store. And okay. what he wants to do is expand his inventory. And slowly over time, the banker has been working with him on building his credit. So it starts with 50, it goes to 100, then it goes to 200 and up. And that's where he's working with him. And he's been doing this for over a year in getting his, his credit reputation up and getting more and more into the bank. And it's really helping expand his business. That's amazing. So what advice would you set people off with? Now, now we're coming into second quarter. All right. Um, we got through that uh, after Christmas bus. We got through the tax bus. <laughs> now we're coming into more of the season. How would you... Uh, adjust people's minds for this next quarter what would you well, say is the most profound the first thing the first thing you're going to do is look at how you did and hopefully you'll be able to look at how you did versus how you planned you would do hopefully you'll, yeah. you'll have that from your january beginning but that's okay you know look at how you're doing and is that acceptable is that is that um where you want it did was it successful are you happy with that is that enough or do you need to make some changes if you don't change anything nothing will change that's pretty much, you know, it may change around you, but you're not driving those circumstances that you for always sure. want to be driving them. You always want to look for the change that you that you want to make. And the question I always ask at the end of each quarter is what are you going to do differently next quarter than you did the last quarter? Mm. And it's an important factor. It may be everything's running well, smoothly. It's the business is going well. I'm going to, I'm going to continue driving the business the way I have. That's a perfect answer, but you've thought it through. It's not the circumstances driving you doing it. It's you deciding that that's what you're going to do. For sure. Um, and I'm going to leave folks off with this is that the word uncertainty really, uh, really bugs me per se, because in business ownership, you cannot afford to be uncertain. It, it, it comes to you, but you can't afford to. It will cost you time. It will cost you energy and it will uh, bring in the decision to, uh, you know, that may be catastrophic. Um, like, Doug was, like Doug is saying here, plan recenter yourself this quarter. Um, as he mentioned, look back at the last quarter because that's your new data for this year so far. Take your data seriously and don't look at the data of inflation and let it determine you, but just be aware of it. But now what is your data to make better decisions to go forward and stay certain, feel confident, feel, you know, that the opportunity is always there. And I feel like as a business owner, that is the crux to um, us building and looking for that next step and that next opportunity coming our way is that it's just building um, 
just just stay out of that place of uncertainty. So that's what I would, you know, throw on the table along with that, Doug. I know uh, your advice is always grand, so I appreciate that. Appreciate that as well. Um, so go ahead. What were you about I was to just going to say that, you know, the end of the quarter is your opportunity towards the next quarter. That's it. And, and it's it's great. Business owners are very busy. They're the busiest people I know. People who own business. <laughs> And um, the thing that they, you know, it's always good to take, take an hour and take a step back or a couple hours to take a step back and just look at how you're doing and what you plan to, to continue mm. doing. Yep. All right. You guys heard it here, folks. Those are listening on podcasts, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter. Thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, we're going to hear from Doug. We're going to talk about inflation next, next month. Uh, we're going to have a whole conversation around that. So you don't want to miss it, Doug. See you later. Yes. Thank you everyone for the, thank you everyone for your time. All right. Until next time, but Doug and I, we have to get back to work. You guys have a good day.